ECH Broadcasting Fee and the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Fashion Friday. I'm very, very excited today. Several reasons. I've got some fabulous hot topics to talk about, and I have a wonderful experience that I had to share with you. I promised I would, I think I promised I would talk about this. Um, I've been talking about it on social media, so um, I'm going to talk about my experience at the Face Gym. (laughs) And I know you're probably saying, what is the Face Gym? We'll get to that in just a minute, but first, I need to talk about the topic at hand, London Fashion Week. Uh, it's actually Milan Fashion Week is happening now, and Milan and then Paris. We've wrapped Fashion Month up with Paris Fashion Week, so um, that's sort of happening right now. But let's go back to London Fashion Week, and I'll just give you some of the highlights. I, here's the thing. I like to watch the shows. Now there's so many shows that sh- they sh- stream online. You can watch live. If not, you can certainly go back and look through the pictures of pretty much any designer. Um, Style.com does a great uh, sort of review of that. Or really almost any of the um, fashion magazines now will always have some sort of coverage on um, some of these fashion weeks. Or you could just type in the Google search London Fashion Week and lots of photos will come up. Um, Anyway, so I like to look at it because we start in New York, we move to London then Milan, then Paris. And I like to see if there are, usually New York and London have similarities. And sometimes Milan will have some similarities in trends. So I like to see if that's happening. And I was right. Across the board so far, we're seeing one, I mean, each city, of course, is going to be a little bit different because they've got different different designers from different areas. It's not always, uh, you know, a designer that shows in London is not necessarily British and the same for New York and Milan and so on. So people move their shows around oftentimes. Um, Tommy Hilfiger has moved his show many different cities from, you know, um, L.A., New York, London. I believe there was one in China or maybe it's Hong Kong. Um, So but having said that, there was something one thing I did see. So we're talking fall, winter 2020 suiting. Suiting has been trending the past few seasons. And and I have to say, if there's going to be a trend that's going to continue, I love this. This is the trend. Suiting. And here's what it is. Now, we're seeing different styles, different types. We're seeing now three-piece suiting for women. So I love this idea. Why? You're going to get more bang for your buck. So three-piece suit, you can easily split that up into minimum of six outfits, I'm going to say. Um, so, and done in lots of different ways, not the traditional, just, you know, business suit. We're talking shorts and a matching top. We're talking pants. We're talking a skirt and a, and a, and a jacket. So it's the pieces, but they're very different. And we're talking everything from leather shorts. I saw lots of that, which we're seeing now in stores. Uh, by the way, leather shorts with a matching jacket um, with a little vest underneath to Bermuda shorts that are hot for this summer. Um, I saw really a lot of different color and a different and different fabrics of in suiting the suiting world. So that is continuing. I love it. I love, love, love. I think this is brilliant because, again, you could wear it together and then you could wear it as separates. And I feel like if you're throwing on a suit, even if you threw on what I would call a casual suit, so maybe it's not a 
business looking. So maybe it's a softer fabric, maybe it's a bright color. So it's not something maybe you you just wear it more for fun or on the weekend. But I feel like even if you throw something a suit on, it instantly makes you look pulled together. Instantly makes you look uh, professional. Instantly makes you look you just just even if you have a t-shirt, a t-shirt, a blazer, and the matching pants, and it could be a sneaker. Um, you instantly looked pulled together as opposed to just a sweatshirt or sweater and, and jeans or, or a pair of pants. I think it gives you that extra layer of, of um, you know, luxury and, um, uh, lack of a better phrase, being pulled together. <laughs> you know, being sort of polished. So that's sort of the thing we saw uh, as well in New York as well as London. And, um, oh, street style dressing. Let's talk about that. Because I feel like London gives us good street style. I think Paris does too. They all do. They're all a little bit different. But for me, I feel like my favorite, if I look at influencers, bloggers, stylists, editors, my favorite is um, probably London street style. It's usually very different. So lots of tonal dressing. But this is the trend that we've seen here. We've seen this for spring. We've seen this for last fall. We've seen this a couple of seasons. Tonal dressing. So basically that monochromatic dressing, picking a color and wearing similar tones in one color from head to toe. Um, again, I love it. I'm, I'm a girl that always wears colors, so I'm not always into the earthy colors. But I have to say, I've been wearing it a little bit more this season. Kind of lots of uh, camel colors. So when you say similar tone, you don't mean the same color. You mean like, boy, it's so hard to describe what that means. I would say, oh, good. That's a good question. I would say uh, it is the same color, just different shades of the same color. Okay. Does that make more sense? Now that's, okay, that's different than what I was picturing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you took camel let's say. All right. I mean, camel could really look differently to different people and we're talking all different shades. It's not really it's not as as it's kind obvious. Of a dark tan. Right. It's a dark right. tan, but you could take all different shades if you could take a lighter, more tan. You could all take right. something that's more beige. So that's where it's really in the same color family. I see. It's just what I would say tonal. So tonal dressing. So one color, different shades of it, a little lighter, a little darker. Yes, they're going to have different names like beige, tan, camel, but they're all brown. They're all a shade of brown, right? It's just a matter if they're on. If you were looking at a color scale, it would have a little more white to it or a little more black to it, which would make it lighter or darker. Um, so, yeah. Good question, Bob. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, I was you know, honestly curious. Well, you know, sometimes I'm talking and I'm just, you know, in my head it makes sense, and it, this is my everyday lingo, so I don't even think that oh, that maybe needs some explanation, or it, or it might not be coming across how I'm how I'm uh, how I'm thinking. Hmm. So yeah, so tonal dressing, I love this. I think this is really why because it's easy. I think men or women could do this. And, you know, once you're sort of doing it's leaning towards that monochromatic dressing. So if you're in one similar color, it kind of elongates you. You tend to look a little taller and it's easy on the eye. It's kind of, you know, as opposed to wearing color, which is still lovely. We love color, but um, it's it's easy dressing. So um, that's what I'll have to say about that's my opinion on tonal dressing. Um, another thing I noticed, so the ugly, chunky, I shouldn't say ugly. I I mean this in the best possible way. The ugly, chunky sneaker has been replaced by the ugly, chunky combat boot or a chunky brogue. So it could be just a shoe 
like a brogue style shoe, um, but it's the chunky heel. So we've, by the way, I'm not getting rid of my chunky sneakers anytime soon. I like them and I will continue to wear them this summer. But uh, we did see a lot of this um, in street style. So Prada has the best example. And then there's lots and lots of knockoffs. Um, Prada did a, um, (coughs) sorry, a combat boot. And the heel is really, almost looks like teeth, like black lug sole, but really thick lug sole. So if you imagine lug sole, but just exaggerated lug sole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like that. I like yeah. that idea. So that's sort of the way that the shoe trend is going. In that, in that, and there's lots of other shoe trends, but that's kind of the way the shoe trend is going. Um, but we're seeing a lot more of that. So both the boot and the shoe version, and as opposed to the big chunky sneakers. <clears throat> okay. Um, <coughs> let's get into London Runway. So what I loved about London Runways, less political statements, amen, <laughs> and more about what the designer's uh, vision is, which, again, I like that. I, you know, we, we got lots of political stuff going on. We can look at that or listen to that or read that anytime we want. We don't need it in fashion. That's my opinion. I certainly respect each designer has their own opinion, and I like when they can make a statement without it being kind of in your face. So if you can do that, great. You know, maybe it's, I mean, there's lots of other things to focus on. We're talking about fashion people, you know. It's like, gosh, this is the one time I really don't want to think about anything serious, you know, like political stuff. Um, so I want to look at the 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 dreaminess of it and the fantasy of it when I'm looking at a runway. Um, but certainly I appreciate when designers feel they have a responsibility to do. I get that. But I think you should be responsible and be work on sustainability. Of course, <laughs> all of those things in, in our life affect the design as well. Yes. I mean, the, the general mood of the society will decide whether you're going to be going with darker colors or yeah. lighter colors. For just sure. Just the one thing. Yeah. For sure. And it, it, I mean, inadvertently, I think it also affects your mood personally. Mm-hmm. So you're right. You, you know, and I always use the example of think about how people dressed during the Depression days. Mm. The days of, I mean, there were no bright colors. Right. There were no prints. It was all black, black, gray, yeah, yeah. really dark colors, somber colors. No one was feeling upbeat. And, and I get it. However, <laughs> we're not in a depression, thank yeah, God. And yeah. this isn't back then. You know, this is now, 2020. So I think that, you know, I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's easy for a designer. I'm sure it would be difficult. Um, but, you know, I, I, at the same time, I like to be able to turn to fashion for, like, ah, oh, a breath of fresh air mm-hmm, and say, mm-hmm. okay, now's the time I don't have to think about what's going on in the world or maybe just in my personal life. And let me watch this fashion show and, and really try to understand understand the brilliance of this designer, whatever, whoever it may be, and see their vision. And again, it's their dream that runways specifically are their vision and their dream come to life. So um, yeah, fashion can say I'm very serious, or it can say I'm feeling very happy and frivolous, right? It's, It's allowed to be both. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why it's fun. It's like, well, gosh, we have so many other harsh, serious things to deal with in our everyday lives. So when I look to the fashion world, even if it's just a magazine, 
that's what I love. I love, I still love turning the pages of a magazine. I don't read my magazines online. Mm-hmm. I know I probably sound like a dinosaur, but that's I. That's the way I am with my car magazines, too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about turning the pages and yeah. looking at the glossy picture. Yeah. I fully appreciate all the work that's gone into that. I appreciate, and, and I know firsthand everything from the photographer, the stylist, the model, the on location, the set, the production, the editors, all of that. I get it. I know what's gone into, and I know it's millions of dollars you know put into place so I appreciate it I've been like that since I was a kid I've always looked at fashion magazines as you know like sort of a fashion bible um I get it and so it's the same thing when I'm looking at a runway um so speaking of Victoria Beckham who's always my favorite favorite British designer um her her look this season or her line was more of an upgraded workwear which I appreciate. I thought, no, that's very her. You know, she likes to have fun with it. She still keeps it very feminine, yet it was very chic and lots of uh, knee-length skirts. So sort of pencil skirts, very like chic urban uh, uh, workwear. Sorry, not urban workwear is what I would call it. And then Burberry is probably my other favorite designer. So I wanted to highlight these two. Um, Went back to sort of their traditional plaids, but with a twist, which I always love. So lots of mixed patterns. So we saw there were trench coats, of course, with sort of patchwork plaid inserts. So they took different plaids and put them all together in one coat. And it worked. And it looked really, really cool. I thought, oh, that's something different. Um, But, you know, again, still staying true to their DNA, that Burberry plaid, just maybe done in slightly different colors. There was lots and lots of that. So I love that. I love when a brand can kind of go back, look back to go forward. And there was a lot of that. So having said that. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about my experience at the face gym. So, (laughs) all right. First of all, I want to tell all of listeners, you have to go. Okay, my overall general opinion was it was fantastic. What is the face gym, you may ask? I may. You can can put this in Google search, and here it is. So there are, I believe, four locations in the U.S., uh, West Coast, and there are three in New York. One is located all the way downtown. It's a freestanding face gym, not sure where, lower Manhattan. The other two, one is in Saks Fifth Avenue, right on their flagship and the other one is in the new Nordstrom on 57th Street so I went to the one in Saks Fifth Avenue took my husband posted this on social media so if you were following you got to see pictures I put it on my Insta stories on Instagram if you were not I'm sorry you missed it but here's what happened so we both liked it I loved it Uh, my husband liked it and I will say I think the difference between the like and the love was the esthetician or the trainer as they call it the the girl that was working on us I think mine personally was better so um, she just took more time Um, I but maybe because I was asking questions and um, she has an esthetician background her name was Pauline so if you go to Saks face gym at Saks you've got a book with Pauline and uh, she explained every single thing she was doing and my husband felt like he didn't get the same so but you know maybe because he wasn't asking questions I don't know <laughs> or he was just he was a guy or he was a guy right yeah, it right was, you know he was just kind of relaxed and chill but he said he, he liked it all right good yeah so it's basically uh, okay so the originator is a British woman she starts so this started in England years ago and it's now brought to the states and she basically wanted to work out there are something of like 40 plus muscles in our from our uh, neck up 
there are lots of muscles. And she wanted to target working those muscles. We use our facial muscles every day. She wanted to find a way to kind of massage them, lift them, tone them, just like you would do a workout with your body. And then secondary is the skin. So they do take care of your skin. It is a facial, but they really work on the muscles on your face first. So that's the gist of it. Here's what I, okay, so here, my overall experience, like I said, was pleasant. At t- now, keep in mind, I am kind of a wuss, and I don't like pain, and it wasn't painful at all, but there were times where I would say it was a little uncomfortable or maybe a little bit rougher, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always using her hands, so think of a massage. I don't like deep tissue massage on my back or anywhere, mm-hmm. so that's me. So if you don't mind that... Um, she was kind of manipulating my skin and kind of quickly rubbing with her fingers my hand. So I was like, whoa, a little bit. So it was a little bit like that, but it felt good at the same time. Um, so they cleanse your skin first. Then they use this really cool uh, high-pressure tool. So it looks like an IV drip. Actually, that's what they call it. It looks like an IV drip. This is non-invasive. So nothing, no needles, nothing goes penetrates in. But they use this tool. So they wheel this little machine over. They've got these bags hanging that look like IV drips. I'm like, okay, what is this? And she explained it very well. And it's basically vitamins. So vitamin C, vitamin E, ferulic acid, all of these things that we need that are really good for our skin. Um, And then it's attached. It's got a little hose with this little thing that kind of looks like a pen, maybe. Um, It doesn't look like a needle. It looks like a pen. And basically, when she turns the machine on, it's this like, imagine if you had a high pressure hose and were washing your car. Or when, if you if you ever got your house uh, pressure washed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that, exactly like that. Actually, so it's a mini pressure washer. Mini, 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 yeah, for your face. And she basically just goes all around your face. It doesn't hurt. It just feel, but it's just very cold. Ah. Um, and it really it goes deep. It cleans your skin really, really deep. And wow. then they use that same thing and put and add the vitamin C, vitamin E, whatever whatever vitamin drip they're putting on. So it goes deeper. That's the whole point. Do they put that on first and then massage your face? Yes. Or, oh. I believe I would. Is that how we did it? Yes, yes, yes. They so put that first. massaging then also kind of helps get Penetrate that. Penetrate it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Hmm. Yeah. So then they go on to um, the massage. Yeah, and the massage is wonderful. They hit a certain pressure points. They use, they use their hands mostly, but they do have a little roller that they use. Um, it's just like this little plastic roller that they roll. Actually, I think it was gold. I think it might have been metal, but it's very soft. It doesn't hurt, and they mm. kind of roll your skin. So, yeah, the, the product is going deeper. Um, and then uh, what happened after that? Well, I've seen rollers being shown uh, as a way of p- putting cold on the surface of your skin to, yes. to reduce swelling in areas. Inflammation, yes. Yeah, inflammation. Yeah. So, so was this that kind of thing or not? That was next. Oh, that okay. Oh, yeah. They had that too. So I use something called the Jade Roller. It's very popular right now. It's a little, a little, this little roller piece of uh, jade, actually, and you can keep it in the refrigerator for that exact oh. thing. It helps you kind of push, you roll it in kind of from like your nose to your ear. You roll out, and it helps with fine lines. It helps press product into your skin. So she did that that as well but instead of the jade roller there's something i hope i'm saying this right it's called the guash guasha stone so she took two of them 
And they were in this little refrigerator, and I, this was my favorite part because it <laughs> felt really good. So they were chilled, and she kind of lightly goes around your skin, all around your face. Oh, this was lovely. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so they kind of finished with a moisturizer, an eye cream. Basically, they set you up to go to bed. I mean, I wouldn't go out after this. My skin was really glowing and beautiful, but, of course, I have no makeup on. So, um we were going home afterwards anyway, so I, was per- I didn't have to do a thing before I went to bed. Um, and I felt like the next day, too, the next two days, I felt like e- my skin was still had a, had a glow to it. Um, so I really loved it. I have to say, give it two thumbs up. You can get different. There are different quote unquote workouts. So there's different price points. So there's a, uh, entry level one. I believe it's about 30, 40 minutes. Um, not sure. I don't remember the price. I got the mid range one, which was 60 minutes, um, with like a five or 10 minute consultation in the beginning yeah. um, and then there's there are two more there's another one that's also 60 minutes I think there's another one that's longer it might be like 90 minutes or something but I thought well if I don't love it 90 minutes is a long time to be sitting there <laughs> so can you give us any kind of idea about the pricing uh, it's not cheap yes I mm. believe there's one again this is definitely a luxury type of experience mm. um, I think one of the one of the packages was about 175 I think the the uh, entry level one, the cheapest was maybe ninety five, mm. somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. I want to say, um, yeah, this isn't something. I, I mean, they have packages where you, if you would go regularly, and I thought, oh well, geez, my gosh. First of all, <laughs> if I had the time and then the money, um, yeah, this is a treat. This is something I probably would do once or twice a year. Um, but yeah, it's not something. But highly recommend it because you know, from there after when I went home, I thought. Well, now I really want to make sure I'm taking care of my skin mm. because it was, you know, it's on your mind. You just spent this time and this money doing this. So I really got back into my skincare routine where I was exfoliating and cleaning and moisturizing and put using SPF. So, um, yeah, so that was my experience. Wow. Yes, I liked it. So, so Face Gym, by the way, you can look at their, all of their stuff. It's facegym.com. And I would say check out their Instagram. That's sort of the best way to get an overall view because they've got lots of videos and pictures of what they do. And then obviously you can click on the link in their bio as well and check out the pricing. And you can make, that's how you can make an appointment as well, right online, time slot gives you um i think there's a couple of uh questions you've got to answer first like you know if you've had any kind of botox or filler in the past four weeks they say you can't do it um i'm sure because it would probably you know the way they're manipulating your face i'm sure it would may affect i don't know um i think if you're pregnant they need to know that and whatever else um so a couple of questions and then yeah you can book right through the app By the way, I'm not being paid for this. (laughs) I just really had a good time. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come come back, I've got uh, standout spring trends. I've got five standout trends for spring 2020 and a new boutique in town right here in Greenwich. You won't want to miss it. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. 
They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. Okay, so I recently went to a new boutique in town, right? It's in Coscob, right on Putnam Avenue. I was happy to say Hottie and Lord is the name of a new uh, store, women's clothing. And uh, I loved it. You have to make sure you check it out. And it's on East Putnam Ave in Coscob. Um, they have a website and they're also on Instagram. So you can quickly scan it and kind of see, get an idea uh, of what they have. I thought there were, um, okay, overall I would describe this style as sort of maybe dressy casual. Um, you're not going to find joggers and T-shirts and, you know, kind of the same thing that lots of stores have there. You're going to ha- find um, professional wear. You're going to find lots of stuff for um, – we have lots of charity events coming up here in Greenwich in the spring. Definitely something to wear to those. Um, fantastic separates. I liked I liked all of their dresses. They also had great separates. Um, perfect for sort of luncheon, luncheon events or whatever. You may have to go to spring weddings, graduations, all that stuff. Um, suit as well they have there um so be sure and stop by and check that out and again that's hottie and lord it's on east putnam avenue in cost cob now is this a member of a chain or is this an independent store this is independently owned but they have i, I believe three locations okay. and this is the only one here in this area so if you have three is that a chain maybe <laughs> right right maybe. it's not it's independently owned it's not okay. owned by a company um, I believe there's one on the West Coast, one here, and one in Atlanta. So, okay. um, yes. So, interesting. And uh, I love checking out news stores. Mm. And very cute. It's a very cute little store. Okay. So, trends for the spring. Let's talk about that. I'm just going to get into a few of my favorites because we've got lots to talk about in upcoming shows about spring and what's happening. But here's a few that I feel like I wanted to highlight. Um, you know, I always like to talk about crossover trends, trends that we're, we can start wearing now. And here they are. Uh, zebra print. So leopard has been in. We It's not. It's never out. It's always a neutral. But zebra, we're seeing zebra print kind of take the forefront a little bit further. I like this. We're changing it up a little bit. Um, and really easy to wear because it really could be anything. It could be just a simple scarf. It could be full-on dress. It could be a smaller print. Zebra is a, a good print. It's kind of like... Um, leopard where it really could depend on your taste. It could go many different directions. And it's always going to be black and well, it doesn't have to be, but it's going to be black and white. I did see lots of colored zebra. I prefer black and white traditional because, again, anyone can wear that. Anyone can wear black and white, and it could be as little or as much as you like. A shirt dress, this is a great buy now, wear now, because you can layer it with tights and knee boots and a chunky sweater. And then come spring, you can lose the layers and wear it with sandals and, um, you know, a, a straw tote. Uh, puff sleeves, I've talked about this before. I also let, love this. Why? Because you can go the direction of Victorian or that sort of 80s bold sleeve. And you can really make it as puffy or as not as you want. You can make a little slight puff or it can be an exaggerated puff sleeve as well. Pair it with something very sleek on the bottom. And last but not least, 
raffia dressing. So raffia, that natural fiber. I'm seeing this in skirts, in totes, in um, lot. I, I like this because this is very sort of spring and into resort. Um, and we're seeing a lot of this in, going into the fall as well. So, And it's a natural fiber, so it's sustainable. We like that. All right, that'll do it for this week's uh, Fashion Friday. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH. AM 1490 and FM 105.5 WGCH Greenwich. Peace Treaty, Russian meddling. I'm John Trout. State Department officials say the seven-day reduction of violence deal promised by the Taliban in Afghanistan will begin tonight. Correspondent Barbara Starr. A seven-day period of a so-called reduction in violence supposed to go into effect. Taliban agree no attacks. If there are attacks, the